Welcome to the Crosspoint Podcast. That's right. Here we are, back again. Chris, you uh, right before we started this podcast, that's all right. (laughs) Our viewers can handle it. Uh, Right before this podcast, you said you had a bone to pick with me. Uh, I and did. Uh, yeah, uh, let, let's go ahead and air our grievances right here out, out on the internet for the whole wide world to hear us. Are you sure you want everybody oh, to hear this? I'm ready. I can take it. You can. You got thick skin. Oh, I think I can take it. I'm well, a pastor after all. I had heard. Oh, that maybe early on in the season mm. that me along with other guests oh. might be labeled as just halfway awesome and i can't take offense to that i just don't know if i'm halfway awesome i'd like to reach that full potential you, you want to reach that way okay well yeah. chris how do we get oh uh, i need to get into another season that's where we got that let, let's just say that is step one i see step one i mean we're in season four yeah. and you you've just started season four okay so All right. you know Fair enough. Slow. Fair enough. but your awesome meter is just getting better and better every day it's through the roof it's it, it, it it's I trending mean, upward that's right that's right potential just li- um, it's just limitless that's great that's right all right well today our viewers have been waiting Yee. for this topic and the topic is this what happens when you die Whew. so just a, just just a little question we'll tackle it in about five minutes and we'll move on oh yeah yeah whatever yeah uh so what happens when you die and i thought what we would do is kind of take a little circuitous route you like that word circuitous kind of around yeah, is okay. a real word that is a real world <laughs> words words yeah right. uh we're going to talk a little bit about what's t- taking place in society around us because death is a real thing that's happening in a much uh, greater degree Absolutely. than even, you know, nine months ago. Yeah. I pulled out some stats. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like so, I'm so, a fan of stats. So here we go. These are the stats right here in my hot little hands on my old iPhone so, 10. It's so crazy that you can just pull up any information. Right here. I know. Yeah. So, and these are pretty sober, sobering stats too, really. It's pretty crazy. So as of October 15th, there have been... 217,000 deaths in the United States. Wait, associated associated with COVID. Okay. Yeah, so obviously more deaths than that, but (laughs) particularly with COVID. Let's thank you. The scientist (laughs) is making sure that we're clear about that. 217 (laughs) deaths associated with COVID, okay? 1.1 million worldwide associated with COVID. Wow. Okay. And in Kansas, 838. Now, um, I don't know anybody that has passed away from COVID, um, but I was chatting with my mom actually um, last week, and um, one of her fellow employees passed away from COVID. Is that right? Yeah. And it was, um, I think that's a really hard thing when you know somebody personally. Yeah. And it's because sometimes we don't take well, I shouldn't say we as a general sense, but there are some that maybe not take it as seriously. Um, and we all have different political perspectives and scientific perspectives. This is not the purpose of that. Right. My point is simply that death is death, and that's a sobering thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think uh, it's weird to say. I think it's people are afraid of COVID more than they are the aspect of death behind it. Yeah. Now, see, th- th- this is this is good. This is an interesting conversation. Say that one more time, because I think that's really true. Not again. Make this politicized or anything. Yeah. But I think people are more afraid of the fear of what COVID can do as opposed to the aspect 
of death itself. It's almost the there people are, you know, from masks to social distancing to doing all these things of the unknown that mm -hmm. people forget that death could be an outcome from this. Right. And I, I just I don't feel as if that is being discussed even as yeah. much. So no, I think we have the statistic. We have that ticker tape that's on yeah. the news. It mm -hmm. says so many just like I read all these statistics. We have those stats, yeah. but we're not talking about the implications of that. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, people that we know that are odd. no longer here or whatever. It is, it is odd. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure uh, really. I don't, I don't I, yeah, I just, I feel as if COVID itself is, has, is more to fear than the outcome from what COVID can lead to. Yeah. So, so flesh that out just a little bit. Like how, how, how are you seeing that play out? Uh, in regards to what? Like, well, you're you're saying that you think people are more concerned about COVID, and I think what you're saying is that they're not staring yes. at, they're not looking at death itself. Yeah, they're they're afraid of COVID, but they don't understand that really the greater implication. Yes, is death, and we're not having a national conversation about death at right. all. Right? Is that what you're trying to say? Sure. I, yeah. And if you want to go to even yep. the kind of the purpose of having this podcast, exactly especially for people who aren't don't have the relationship and haven't accepted Jesus. Yep. That's a real problem. Right. That is a significant problem that we don't discuss as much as we should. Um, even us as a church, right. We, you know, I, I don't want to water it down by we come to church and we get this sermon and we feel, you know, we feel spirit feel, filled and we go on about our life, but um I feel as if we need to make it our one of our top priorities is mm -hmm. to is to evangelize to make people aware of who Jesus is and why the time is now to accept and have a relationship with him because death can happen at any moment. Right, right. And what happens after that? And, and so this is the reason for the podcast. So Correct. what happens after death? I wanted to take just a little segue, segue before we dive deep into that. And that is, I think, where we find our culture right now. And that is, I believe that our Western scientific mindset mm -hmm. is that science has an answer for everything. Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Right. And you're in the scientific community. I am. I mean, yeah. every single day. Yeah. I mean, now we have, uh, you know, vaccines and right. therapeutics that are being created to at least minimize the effect of COVID. Right. But it still doesn't mitigate death. Right. So it, exactly. I guess if I if I could put it this way, and my my wife is a nurse practitioner, so I'm wholeheartedly love science, believe in science, but it's not the end all be all answer. Science is not the savior. And I think right. for for most of our culture, we're looking to science to be the savior. Yeah. And they don't have the magic bullet. They don't have the silver bullet. They don't have the answer to death. Right. Because inevitably we're all going to die and yeah. yet we're not talking about it. We are not. Yeah. Yeah. I and I wanted to, I wanted to kind of take that aside because I think if you're watching this podcast, whether you believe in Jesus and you have hope in him or you don't have hope in him, all of us have to, have to come to some kind of terms. We have to answer the question, what happens to us after we die? Right. You either have a faith perspective or you have another kind of perspective. Which seems bleak. To me. Well, right. So um, my son, uh, Ethan, who uh, is in the ninth grade, 
Okay. Okay. Uh, he loves YouTube. Well, both of my sons do, but and they watch YouTube all the time. Okay. And so about two months ago, he said, Dad, I watched this video. I want you to take a look at it. Okay. okay. And so this video has 45 million views. Oh my gosh. Okay. And it's a timeline from multiple scientists about how they see uh, the universe coming to an end. Okay, wait. Okay, yeah, I know. I want to say I've let that mic drop just for a second. It is a uh, a video, okay? Uh And they have this artist and these videographers that put together a timeline of the end of the universe. Of different ways it can end? Nope, nope. Just their perspective of how the universe is going to end. Singular. Yeah, one singular view on how. And so you see a a timeline at the very bottom. You know, you you have, you know, what's going to happen in 10,000 years, 15,000 years, 20,000 thousand years. Then it goes to like a hundred thousand years, uh, a million years, uh, 10 million, a hundred million, a billion, 5 wow. million, 10 billion, 20 billion years and all this and all the different things are going to happen based off of what we know in science that the sun is eventually going to burn out. Sure. And if that happens, how does that affect the planet? How does that affect us? And the, the end of this video, I kid you not, the end of this video is what we should is, put a link in here. By the way. We will definitely put a link in here. But the end of the video, the end of the video is black space. Okay. Black space that um, the universe is completely gone dark and it will be dark forever. No stars, no sunlight, no life, no nothing. It's all done. The entire universe? The entire universe. So is yes. it still spatial, just not the, no the, light? The expansion of the universe has stopped and everything is done. Does it get back, nope. wrapped back? So nope. it's just... it's uh, Yep, that's it. So... 45 million people have watched this video. And to your point, it's a bleak future. Yeah. So to me, that's like a scientific perspective, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. The science says, if we think of it from a rational scientific perspective, not a faith perspective, a rational perspective, a scientific perspective, we're yeah. saying really uh, humanity ceases to exist. The planet ceases to exist. The stars cease to exist. Yeah. It, nothingness. You know, I've always found it interesting how as uh, science can always provide a better understanding of, say, how the universe started. Okay. Can always get a better understanding, right? Yep. Even uh, you know, I was showing different discoveries to my daughter earlier okay. today, uh, and I think it was back in the 1400s where they thought that the Earth was the center of the right. universe and right. everything revolved around. Um, so it's always constantly changing, right? All right, and they can always get a better understanding of how the universe started, but it can never, ever, it, it can never answer the question as to why it exists in the first place. So yeah, that's the existential question, sure, right? Yeah, right. for sure, right? Like the idea of why we're here and right. the purpose, yeah, behind yeah. that. Um, but yeah, science always has it. it they just—it's constantly changing. Yep. But it almost seems like we have the answer. Yes. Like this is the answer, right? As of now, but you know, like <laughs> even minutes from now, that can change. Right. Right. So uh, I don't. I don't like that. I, I mean, I come from a science background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that aspect. Right. Uh, and and it's interesting that me being a scientist and now, especially a uh, devout, faithful scientist, if you will. Right. It's almost like that does not mix for the most part in the science community. Like mm. 
I can't be, when I say I'm, when people, you know, I have a very strong faith background. Right. Um, and I say I'm a scientist. They're like, nope, no, you're not. You know, it's this idea that, that if you were a real science scientist, yeah, yeah. you're a real scientist, that wouldn't, you yeah. wouldn't even. Faith does not factor in yeah. if you're a real scientist. Correct. And, and obviously that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said before in the other podcast, it's actually strengthened my yeah, faith. Absolutely. So. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I don't share that video to, 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 to cast, um, well, what can I say? To castigate, I should say, uh, those who have that, that thought perspective. And, and that is probably, um, the reality of at the, for what we know, the sun is eventually going to burn out. It's not going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to, again, put them down. I'm just saying science leads us to a bleak future, right? But faith leads us to a hopeful future. Yeah. And that's, and those are two very different things. So when we talk about death from a scientific perspective, most people that I've talked with, well, like when I die, that's it. It's over. You're done. Extinct. You, there is no conscious memory. There's no, there's, there's no hope. What you have right here is all that there is. Yeah. The idea that uh, this life is it. Right. You only get one shot. Right. Which again, couldn't be further than the truth. Right, right. Um, and, you know, I had discussed this with you. Um, I think it's interesting how most people view this as life. And when you die, you know, you go to the land of, of death. But spiritually, it's completely opposite. We're in the land of the dying. And when we die, in our terms... Ooh, that's the land of the living, you know? So, okay. I love that. Okay. Say that one more time because uh, I think it's right. I think, <laughs> see, I get super excited when we start talking about heaven and yeah. future and afterlife and right. it should excite every believer Yes, because that's the hope within us. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's what's instilling this fire within us, knowing yes. that we have a reunion coming that surpasses all of our experience that's right, right now. Yeah. And this is temporal, that's eternal. Right. Like so, I'll take eternity. So Yeah. So so if I could rephrase what you said, everything on earth right now is dying. Yes. Really, we're in a state of decay. Absolutely. Our bodies are in a state of decay. Yep. Uh, the planet is in a state of decay. The universe yeah. is in a state of decay. And we're living, like you said, we're living in the land of death. Yeah. Where most people look at, this is my one shot. Yeah. This absolutely. is all I got. I'm going to take everything I possibly can. Yeah. And they think this is the land of life. When mm -hmm. in reality, yep. this, we're living in death. Yeah. Towards death. I mean, not that we're diminishing how we live here because how we live matters. Sure, absolutely. But real life, real never ending life is what happens once we die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a pretty powerful thought. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, I'm not sure how we got there. I, and I don't know if, uh, I don't know if the Bible even, uh, you know, if it's not a concept I, recall hearing in the yeah. past 10 years too yeah. much as yeah. far as the concept of you know the opposite yes. concepts hold true yeah. you know i don't i don't recall hearing that but yeah no it, um, it is not something that i've i've really kind of delved into lightly i think we have to be careful you know, you talk, we talk about theology. I don't want to get off on that right now, but we have to be careful to kind of not diminish and say that everything, know, everything yeah. here is death well, and decay. And it. so this yeah. life doesn't matter. No, really, this life does matter. Yeah. And what we say and do has an impact on our future sure. uh, in the afterlife, but also it has uh, an impact on the here and now as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anyway, that, that's, that's a whole other route down there. But so... I mean, I don't know if we want to go this far yet, but, you know, uh, we have the idea 
of living. Yes. And then we have this concept called death. Yeah. So let's let's what, dive in. Let's dive into that. What happens when we die? Well, I'll, I'll first start and say, okay. what do you feel is classified as death? See, only a scientist would ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be good then because okay, it's kinda, this like, okay. So this yeah. is the starting point. You're you're asking me when does someone die? Yeah. Okay. When they stop, I'm going to, I'm going to, from a non-scientific perspective, sure. my point is when your heart stops beating, okay. when you're no longer breathing and that you then are dead. Okay. That, I guess that would be the simplest way for me to say, how would, now from a science perspective, how would you, what would you say? Well, uh, I would agree. Okay. Um, but yet science, there are things that science have been able to do Okay. That have continued to put people in these states, such as ventilators and, oh, and right. respirators. Right, right. I think that's what I'm saying. But, but, but their heart's still pumping, though, even on a ventilator, right? Yeah, but if you took that breath away, yes, then that stops. Okay, yeah, but then they're dead, right? Right. That's, okay. what, that's what right. I'm getting at. Okay, is, I'm sorry, yeah. So science will, it's almost as if this, oh, this concept that yeah. science will control when death happens yeah oh i got you it. know okay but yeah. in, in actuality is they can't control right like they can sustain temporarily yes. right they can elongate maybe yeah. a little bit prolong right, right? but right. yeah yeah um so that's interesting yeah, to me um but i agree uh i think uh, one of the key things that i try to tell my daughters um is the breath that we have that yeah. is in us that is controlling my thoughts even right now or you know allowing me to do what yeah. i'm doing that's vital and i don't yeah. it's interesting to think about from a science standpoint <laughs> is when does that you know because i i believe that um life on the flip side of it life begins at conception sure sure but yet there's this i almost i don't know there's almost a trinitarian aspect of the first breath is introduced okay. outside the womb right but that's I mean, I, I still call in the womb life. No, no, no. I, I understand yeah. that. You're just thinking of other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. But there is this almost a finality aspect of the first breath, you know, and yeah. that first breath is what continues us on this path. You right. Know? And, and it's almost like keeps everything else going. Yeah. You know, yeah. living in this world. Right, right. Um, but yeah. Okay. It's, it's so, interesting. so let's move the conversation. Okay. So we've defined... Death. Death. Yep. Well, from, from our perspective anyway. Right. There, our viewers may have another thought. But uh, <laughs> so now let's talk about um, maybe some different concepts. You and I had talked um, off screen here a little bit about some different concepts of what happened, even within a Christian perspective. And uh, one of them I thought I'd let you kind of dive in on because it's something that you brought up was this <laughs> idea of soul sleep. I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to add <laughs> to this, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. So, so this this is this has been a, a thing that I, I think we've seen in Christian theology uh, over the course of a millennia for sure about this idea. So so why don't you tell the viewers? I've got some scriptures and stuff too. But yeah, okay. Um, well, I guess this idea, I, and I know we've talked about this, but mm -hmm. uh, just briefly. But when I first started thinking about this, yeah, several years ago, as far as the concept of what happens when we die, I started going to scripture and trying to make sense of kind of what happened. I, and I was making it way harder than I needed to be, you know, like, and, and it's typical of a scientist to do, but, <laughs> right. uh, but uh, I was introduced to this concept of soul sleep. And right. So 
the idea as a I'll back up and say um, I think most people would um, with a Christian mindset would have the understanding that our when when we die when yep. we physically die the breath goes back and the spirit or breath goes back to God from where it came mm-hmm. and the body lies in the ground right and then at the second coming of Jesus, we will get new resurrected bodies right. that'll be raised, and then they will be rejoined with spirit for eternity. Right. Um, however, some people don't believe that. Right. Right. And so some people think that when you die, mm-hmm. you will remain in the ground, and it's a period of almost like unconsciousness. Yeah. Uh, and it's called soul sleep, mm-hmm. and your soul is just sleeping there, in a way, until mm-hmm. the second coming or the the judgment. Right. It's almost like physical sleep. You don't have yeah. any memory or consciousness of Correct. what's happening, and it happens like that. So imagine you're not like, being oh, right. awakened to the second coming. <laughs> right. That yeah. would be amazing to witness, but I don't think it's that way. Yeah. But there's a lot in Scripture. If we kind of look at the reason why people have this idea is because in Scripture, death is often referred to as sleep. Yep. And so there's this mix of ideas of like, well, if Scripture is talking about sleep, people are asleep. So even, how does that work? Right. Even yeah. I think it's the Greek word for cemetery is sleeping state or uh, okay. sleeping place. Yeah. Sleeping place. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, which, which, again, which is interesting, uh, one of the verses um, that we have here that I was looking at is, um, uh, let's see. Well, I don't have it in here right now. But 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 in 1 Corinthians ch- uh, chapter like 15, it talks about this idea of, of sleeping, that at the end of the day, uh, we will we will rise. It mm-hmm. talks about this in Thessalonians as well. Thessalonians chapter 4. Yeah. yeah, and it talks about this high, that the dead in Christ will rise and those um, who have sleep will wake up. So right, to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But really it's referring to death. It's not talking about sleep, and yet people conflate those ideas. So I'm not sure, I don't know this, and I'm not sure if you know off the top of your head, the Greek word or the original text, I know they are used sometimes figuratively and sometimes Mm -hmm. literally. Yeah. Um, Do you know in that instance if it's used in a literal or it's associated with death? As far as the original text, yeah, you know what? I don't know off the top of my hand, and I didn't, I didn't look that up before this podcast. But okay. I'll try to put that in the in our notes okay. and kind of and, and let us know there. My assumption would be that it 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 because we're looking at the context of what's taking place. Oftentimes, you can have a word that means sleep that literally means sleep, yeah. but the context informs us of how yeah. we translate the words. Right? Does that right. make sense? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I have. Several verses as well, yeah. um, but this is from Ecclesiastes twelve seven. Okay, and the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Right. Um, there are verses like that everywhere, you know. Um, and, and I think in I, I forget where it came from. Maybe it is also Thessalonians mm-hmm. where Paul was saying uh, to be absent. Is it Corinthians? Or? Yeah. No. So uh, so. 
uh, Where's we, that from? We, we say this here. Um, I think this is really good. Jesus says in Luke 23, I think this is the most powerful passage, not the one that you're referring to, but okay. I think this gives it us the most, um, uh, we're, we're informed of the most in Luke 23, 43. Jesus is on the cross. He's talking to the criminal who's right mm-hmm. next to him. Yeah. And the criminal says, Lord, remember me, right? right? Remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Right. So this this idea of soul sleep then really is kind of kind of blown apart by the idea that Jesus is already speaking to this guy and he's saying, today, right now, yeah. when you die, you're going to be with me in paradise. And yeah. that's I think that's a very comforting, comforting word. I, Jesus says this too in, in John 11. He says, yeah. he says, he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet he's going to live. And everyone mm-hmm. who lives and believes in me shall never die. Again, right. we're talking about what happens to us after we die. Well, we know from the words of Jesus that he promises that uh, even though we die, we're going to live. And then in John chapter 14, it says that Jesus is going to prepare a place for us. So it's not just going to be some disembodied spirit that doesn't really know what's going on, that's not conscious of what's happening. No, Jesus is saying, don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. I'm preparing a place for you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's very comforting. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, you know, uh, you mentioned the thief on the cross. Yeah, and then I don't know if we want to do a little segue here, but that's interesting. Of, um, you know, what is necessary in order to be saved, in order to um, have that relationship with Jesus? Because here's this thief, right? Who didn't who did pretty much everything on the contrary to what you would expect. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point, right? Yeah. And even him. Yeah. God. You talk confirmation about a from... foxhole conversion, right? That old idea of, you know, you're yeah. you're in your last moments of life and you cry yeah. out. Jesus responds and we could even say respects that yeah. of this thief. Yeah. So we could say the thing that Jesus, and, and I preached a message about this a long, long, long time ago before I was even the lead pastor, but the idea that the man on the cross, the thief on the cross had more faith than anyone else on the planet at that point, more than the oh, disciples, more than anyone else, because he recognized at that point and knowing that he himself was going to die. Yeah. When eternity was staring him in the face, he said, I recognize this man here who's dying with me is the king of kings. Yeah. He's the Messiah. Remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus looks at that and he says, that's a man of faith. I mean, he doesn't say that. Read between the lines. That's a man of faith and and faith pleases God. And so Jesus says, you're going to be with me. That's salvation. So at the end of the day, faith is all we need yeah. in Christ. It's not our why. He didn't he couldn't do any works. Right, he didn't right. get baptized. He <laughs> yep. didn't do anything good. He literally and it wasn't just a head knowledge. Oh, I know right. you're the Messiah. No, no, no. Remember me. Yeah. I, I fully trust in you. Oh, that's good. It's a yeah. It's trust. a good reminder. Good, uh, yeah, go to preach in there. But yeah. You know, you'll have from a scientific aspect, you'll have many different people try to poke holes in this idea of kind of what we think is what happens after death and they'll say certain things of oh well what happens to infants and what happens to right a a popular one is what happens to the people in the jungle who've never heard right yeah you've heard that oh all the time yeah 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 yeah. um so what do you say to that yeah i say that um jesus Number one is uh, fair and equitable and righteous and just. 
I like that word. And just. he knows people and where their hearts are way more than I do. I would also say that we know of people in the Islamic world and in Africa and places like that where Jesus literally appears to them in dreams. Right. He shows up to them. Yeah. I believe that if the that heart it does, if the heart is searching for God and there's no witness of Christ, that Jesus enable somehow, some way to have a witness for them to come to faith in Christ. Oh, I right. ab absolutely believe that. Yeah. How? I don't know, right. but I put that in God's hands at the end of the day. I think those kind of questions sometimes, when they're kind of said in jest or they're yeah. trying to kind of poke at you, I'm just like, listen, you know, you're coming at it from a really wrong perspective. Yeah. What are you going to do with Jesus? Because yeah. you know now the truth that he came, he lived, he died for you. He's yeah. the way, the truth, the life. There's no way you can get to heaven. You can't have life yeah. after this life without him, which brings us to another point of this podcast about Hang on a second. Okay. About what happens to when we die. Okay? okay. Because it's not just we receive life. There's also judgment. Yeah. Right? How about Genesis 18, 25? Okay. Read it for us. Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Yep. Why? You would be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same. Surely you wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? Yeah. Shouldn't the judge of all the earth do right? Okay. That so, is us assuming in advance that we, not God, can define what judgment is in justice and righteousness, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We're trying to decide what that so is, should be. Hebrews you know? 9, 27. We're going to continue okay. this. It says, it's appointed for man to die once, uh -huh. and after this, the judgment. Yeah. This is something that I don't think we talk about enough oh, in don't. church or in our culture, that there is a time of reckoning that's coming. Yeah. We are going to be judged. And whether you're a believer in Jesus, again, this is from our faith tradition, from what we believe, from the word of God uh, uh, as Christians, as believers in Jesus, that he's going to judge. He's going to judge the living and the dead. And the scripture there is the living are those who believe in Jesus and the dead are those who reject God and his ways. He's the judge of all the earth. It's so hard to comprehend. Yeah. It's, it's in a way, it, it's very... I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. Yeah. And this has been a concept that I've kind of battled with throughout my walk. Okay. Although I have, I remember years ago, and, you know, I was just talking to my daughter about this as well. I remember years ago that I was thinking about this concept of some people, you know, um, the elect and the non-elect. Yeah. And I just had this feeling of I can't get on board with a God that would punish for people who wouldn't know or yeah. or made a mistake and, you know, whatever the case may be. I just was like, my heart was hardened. You, you, you are like a lot of people. It is a hurdle for many yeah. people to get over, to be able to think God is going to judge yeah. people. Yeah. And, you know. And condemn I'll them tell you, to hell. I'll tell you what. I, it was a difficult thing to get over, but I was okay. almost like spitefully, like, I can't worship a God like yeah. that. Yeah. And the very, I went to sleep and I was praying on it and I okay. woke up okay. and I was hit with, out of nowhere, uh, lean, I don't, I forget now where it's coming from, but lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. 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 And 
I instantly knew that there were things that I didn't understand part of God's plan, but I knew it to be true. Right. And it's not for me to decide what's just, yeah. what's righteous. It's for him, and he has a, he has the yeah. ultimate bird's eye view of That's what's right. going on. So You're not the judge of all the earth. Absolutely. I'm not the judge of yeah. all the earth. And the problem is, is that when we step in to say, That's not right. That's not fair. God can't do that. We're now inserting ourselves into a situation where we're saying, no, we really are the judge of the earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and I love, you went to Genesis, that's Abraham, right? In the Old Testament. And he's basically recognizing that, God, you're the judge. Yeah. I'm not. And yet here's a whole city that's going to be destroyed. God, come on, aren't you righteous? Yeah. God, and basically, Abraham comes to understand that God is just. He's like, go find 10. Go find 10. Couldn't even find 10. And then I think that was the yeah. understanding of, oh, okay, you yeah. might know more than me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you might know more than me. Yeah, for sure. So so, so again, when we die, what happens after we die? We, we know that we have life everlasting if we place our faith in trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We know there's judgment to come, that God's going to judge the living and the dead mm-hmm. based upon what we did with Jesus. That judgment all has to do with Jesus. And then if you don't place your faith in Jesus, as a theological point here, then you're going to be judged based on what you did and didn't do. Okay. And where's that come from? And that that comes out of uh, Revelation, particularly. Okay. I'll put some scriptures okay, on there because they're not deal. coming to me right now. No, but they, but judging what you did and didn't do, okay? Mm-hmm. But God demands perfection, right? And so no matter how many good works you do, because you haven't had a perfect, sinless life like Jesus, yeah. then you're condemned now yeah. to hell. And a lot of people don't like to talk about hell. But it's, but it's a reality that we're going to be judged. Yeah. And the reason why our acceptance of Christ is so important is because now we're not standing in judgment any longer because we've taken the blood of Christ in ourselves. Yeah. We're not perfect. He's perfect. Yeah. So now God looks on us and says, okay, it's not what you did. It's who you trusted. Yeah. yeah. And But yet people that reject God, right? It's basically what they did or didn't do, and it's never going to measure up, right? Because it's by grace we've been saved. And he, absolutely. So the idea that there, that you just hit it, yeah. you hit it right there is, as you said, it can never measure up. Yeah. No matter what they do, it can never be good enough. Yeah. Um, by yourself. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important. Like I, I was almost broke down in tears earlier because when I was thinking about this concept of how important it is to get out and to have those who don't understand and don't know who mm-hmm. Jesus is, the importance of it. It's almost like, the, you know, as believers, this is probably our main thing that we should be doing is informing others to help extend God's graces. Yeah. And, and because if they're not saved, like, yeah, that's. I mean, I can't imagine. It's devastating. Yeah. And it and it's and it's kind of two handed, right? Like we as believers, we're called to extend grace, uh, grace to to pray for others, to bring people into faith in Christ. And yet at the same time, part of what our calling is is to announce or to herald and not just good news, um, but Paul, as we see through the book of Acts and even 
into the New Testament, he's announcing judgment to come as well so that people aren't unaware, yeah. that they recognize that they're going to have to be held accountable for how they live their lives. And I think that's one message that probably isn't being preached in the Christian church right now, yeah. that every single person is going to be held accountable for how they live their lives. Even Christians are going to be held accountable for how we live our lives, but praise God, we have Jesus in our lives, right? right? But for those that don't, they're going to be held accountable for every word, every thought, mm -hmm. every action that they did. We are going to be judged. And that's not a popular message. No. And, and you know, I know I, I'm not sure the contrast of how many um, times hell is referred mm -hmm. to more than heaven, but it's it's yeah. drastically different, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, as yeah. Far as Jesus talks. Jesus talks more about hell or Gehenna or those kind yep. of things than than any than 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 heaven for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, while thinking about the idea of proselytizing, and, and I, I was reminded of this quote. Um, it's from Penn Juliet, the okay. magician. Uh huh. Oh and yeah. The, okay. Yeah, the magician. Yeah, he's an yes. Penn and Penn and Teller, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Penn Juliet. Um, or Gillette, actually, I think that's what I okay. And he said, it's kind of a long quote, but bear with me. Okay. It says, I've always said that I don't respect people who proselytize. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there's a heaven and hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life, and you think that it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward, and atheists who think people shouldn't proselytize uh, and who say, just leave me alone, uh, leave me along and keep your religion to yourself. How much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? Mm. I mean, if I believe beyond a shadow of the doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe that truck was bearing down on you, there is a certain point where I tackle you and this is more important than that. Yeah. So he's basically saying, listen, if you really believe as a Christian, he's talking yes, to Christian. Yeah. If you really believe that eternity is at stake, then who cares about social awkwardness? Right. Who cares Why about whatever you? you need to be? That needs to be a priority of your life. Yeah. He, as an atheist, yeah. understands it a lot better than Christians. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. So yeah. I think that's uh, it's very telling for us. Yeah, 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 for sure. As far as uh, where our priorities are, our priorities are aren't Chiefs football. Yeah. I, I'm, I, you love Chiefs. You go to the Chiefs fans. game. You were yes. even at the Chiefs game. But yeah, yeah. and that's fun. And we that, can enjoy all those things. Right. But it, it's not superseded by. Right. Yeah. Especially if we think that, and and maybe this can, you know, and we're not talking about it. But especially if we can, if we think that death is upon anyone at any point in time. Mm -hmm. It can happen at any point in time. Yeah. How much are we really investing into getting the word out that yeah. people that don't know? Right. And I know there's a limit to that of, mm -hmm. you know, and I know scripture talks about this uh, as far as, well, how much more do you think they'd understand? Mm -hmm. You know, they won't be able to, they won't be able to understand. Right. You know, mm -hmm. um, but it still seems pretty important yeah. of what we should do. It, it is. I think one thing that the church doesn't understand about the idea of the afterlife and death is they don't understand how beautiful and wonderful it is. And because they don't realize how real it is, yeah. then it's harder for them to explain the hope that they have within them to people that are around them that don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in other words, if we're more informed about what heaven is, yeah. then it helps us 
have greater hope yeah. so that when we're around people, it bleeds out of yeah. us. Sure. And so there's this book that I have right here. It's called, and I think it, it's an amazing book. It's called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. It's probably one of the definitive books on heaven, what happens to us after we die. Mm -hmm. And there's some stuff in here that I don't agree with, but man, there's a lot of stuff in here that I totally agree with. It's very scriptural. He looks at uh, theologians and pastors from the last 2000 years, collates all that together with his own scriptures and ideas, and he talks about what heaven is going to be like. And it's more than just singing a harp on a cloud. Let me tell you that. And I think that's another reason why people don't get too excited and they don't share about what God's done in their lives because they're not captivated by this idea of what's going to take place after we die. So I encourage you to grab this book and we'll put a link in the script description below. But man, Randy Alcorn, if you haven't read it, you don't have a copy of it, get a copy of it, read it. I think you'll be fascinated by so it. So this looks looks to be fairly thick. It is. It's fairly thick. There's a lot to be said about heaven. So my question is, <laughs> yeah. did you, I don't know if you just said this or not, but is a lot of his uh, description of heaven and whatnot, is it all scripture based? It is all scripture based. Absolutely. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, of there's a lot there. of stuff. And he answers questions like, uh, what will it be like to learn? What will we learn in heaven? Uh, will we be capable of sinning in heaven? Should we look forward to feast? Will we eat and drink on the new earth? Will our bodies be perfect? Uh, will we be ourselves? Um, will we live in a spatial world? What is the river of life? What will it be like for the city's citizens in the new heavens and the new earth? What will a new nature look like? I mean, he's talking about all kinds of these and things. And this is all backed up. And this is all backed up and he's got scripture kind of litter, uh, littered throughout. Oh. So it's really an interesting uh, a book. I think he does a great job. Again, I don't agree with everything in here, um, but you know, I was telling you before, uh, I don't agree with uh, uh, sometimes myself five years ago. So <laughs> right. you know, we all we all change. Uh, but I love as one of his chapters, chapter 41, he says, well, heaven be boring. Will it ever be boring? Will it ever be boring? And I just think, I think, uh, I think we should read this book. I think it's, we may actually do a study on this at some point in one oh, of our fantastic. small groups, but uh, it's a great book. Grab it. And I think uh, heaven will come to life. So, you know, you said, will we have perfect, perfect bodies? Yeah. Which caught me because uh -huh. uh, I was thinking about the resurrected body of Jesus. Right. Ooh. -na 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 -na. Uh huh. And you know what you were saying? Oh yeah, I know. Holes in his hand still. Right. So what's and, up with and, that? And not only that, I'm. He proved himself, yeah. Thomas. Yeah. By his right. scars. And, right. So by showing him mm -hmm. his scars, maybe that is a figurative way of showing that a lot of people hide behind their scars mm -hmm. and emotions yeah. and they hide and they bury them down. But yeah. if we come to one another and we show ourselves and we kind of lean on other people's emotional kind of support, yeah. that can kind of bring us closer as well. Absolutely. You know, to tie it back together, okay, we had me. we had our, the talk about COVID at the very beginning. Yes. Okay. Um, think about what this is doing to people. Okay. This is separating people. Yep. Yep. Preventing them from, from worshiping and going to church. Yep. Yep. Taking away the very breath. Right. In a sense mm -hmm. that God yep. has provided in our lungs. Yeah. Um, I almost feel as if like this is a scheme by the opposition. Yeah. yeah. That um that he's doing whatever he can mm -hmm. to separate from people. And one of the phrases I use sometimes is we need to remember in order to remember where we come from. Yeah. Because by regrouping with one another, we're allowed to 
kind of see that divine spark in each other and yeah. it kind of it's this memory but if you are by yourself yeah and you're isolated and alone and you're left with your thoughts you kind of you might as well be in the center of that universe at the end of time yeah that you and, talk about right exactly and that's and that's why scripture says you know don't forget the assembling together of yourself don't neglect the yeah. the, the gathering together of yourself because it's important absolutely we can't isolate and unfortunately in times like this i get it there are lots of people in our audience who aren't able to come because they're uh you know they've got a weakness in their own physical bodies and sure. issues like that um, but man make sure you're connected to somebody i mean even, that that's the point even make online sure yes even online especially Online. We can break barriers. Yeah, for sure. And we, yeah. So, so praise God, we have these opportunities like this Absolutely. to make that happen. But yeah, yeah. well. Uh Thank you so much for what an interesting conversation. It is, always. A, absolutely, as always. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Cross Points Podcast. And his awesome meter is continuing to grow uh, as he does that. Hey, don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you smash that like button. Yep, he, Chris right. has got it right there. And we'll see you next, next week. Time. <laughs>